Hello, welcome back to the Education on File podcast with me, Mark Taylor, and this is a continuation of our season seven focusing on well-being. I've realised that there's a few of you who've been joining the Education on File journey in recent weeks and months and even over the last sort of year to 18 months, but some of you actually would have missed maybe some of the earlier episodes that we did. And back in the season one, um, episode seven, I spoke to Ashley Manuel and his episode was entitled Five Steps to Wellbeing. And he created the Growing with Gratitude program and it's a really wonderful thing which has started off in Australia but has some great stuff that you can access all around the world and, and you he'll talk you through what a wonderful experience it is for both supporting children and schools and teachers Um, and really the aim of it is to help teachers students and families to easily develop the habits of gratitude kindness and mindfulness that have been identified as the real stepping stones to greater happiness and success and he believes that teaching children these skills as early as possible in their journey helps them develop greater resilience builds their emotional and physical well-being and promotes positive thoughts and habits and this program based around the learning of five habits of happiness i think is is a wonderful thing to explore and something which i think especially in this um well-being season is something which would be something which we should make sure that no one misses so if you've joined the journey in recent times and you get this great opportunity to listen again and I'm sure if you've been with us since day one then this was such an important episode I think and I'm sure you won't mind having a recap about how that is because it can really affect us personally as well as how that fits within schools and teaching as well. Now there's no episode next week um, because we've had a couple of things happening around here which has um, made that slightly impossible. Partly down to me I was meant to be batching all these um, last few episodes of the of this season before I went on holiday and things just slightly overran. We had a bit of a disaster with our heating system completely packing up and then had to visit some family and, and various things all just caught up with me. So in that spirit of being transparent and also in the fact this is a well-being season, I thought rather than just going completely manic and not being able to, to do it as I want to do it, I'll actually think about well-being, take that week off and come back fresh after we're back from our holiday and continue and finish off this season seven after then. So I do apologise for the, the missed week next week, but we'll be back straight afterwards with the rest of the season. So thanks very much for listening. I really hope you enjoy this. And it's Five Steps to Wellbeing with Ashley Manuel. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 1, Episode 7. Hello and welcome back to Education on Fire with um, me, Mark Taylor. Um, today I'm delighted to welcome Ash Manuel and um, he's the, the creator of um, Growing with Gratitude. Um, and this is something which I find um, really, really important and something which I come across quite a lot and just in education um, currently, um, because children have to go to school, it's something they have to do. Um, the, the the whole idea of being grateful for the education that you've got and grateful for things around you, I think is a really, is a really key thing um, to try and get across. And um, yeah, this, this organisation is... Um, I shall tell you as, as as he gets the uh, as he gets the story going of sort of how from from being a a, t- a teacher in in a school in Australia um how this all came about and um and and how it's grown so um welcome Ash and many thanks for being on the show. No, thanks Mark. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Brilliant. So yeah, can you give us a little bit of background? Um, tell tell us a bit about your background from from your sort of teaching beginnings and and how uh, growing with gratitude um became a reality and what your vision was for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Mark, I'm, uh, I'm from in uh, Adelaide, Australia, and I guess I've always lived here and, and grew up here. And I guess out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to become, but um, I guess being from a family of teachers, I decided to go down the path of uh, teaching at university and did the whole primary school teaching, but really wanted to be a PE teacher. So it was a bit of a, no, it wasn't really a risk. I knew that maybe it wouldn't start off being a PE teacher. Normally coming out of university and teaching jobs, you just take what you sort of can get, which sort of happened. But then I was very fortunate at the end of my last year of teaching to be um, at a manual primary school in Adelaide, which is a very, very, very good school. And I was there for 12, 12 years. And and uh, I guess uh, along the way, though, I, I uh, discovered um, that I didn't really want to teach for the rest of my life. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think I would discover that well, life's quite short and I think it's about sometimes living on your terms, doing what you want to do when you want. And as a teacher, like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love love teaching, but one, one thing that sort of was a bit bit of a, not concern, but just something that was on my mind that we get told to when we have to be at school, like at, when the bell goes, when we leave and stuff like that. And then I came around this way of thinking about, well, yeah, maybe there's something more that I can do to maybe, like, get... get stop um, teach a bit earlier to like do the things that I really want to do when I want kind of thing so I looked into property investing actually and and uh, discovered uh, some really interesting things about property investing and in uh, researched a lot of the well I guess some of the world's top property investors and what they kept on saying was that their happiness led to their success and which uh, was I found quite interesting and then the more I looked into it they were talking about this thing about gratitude leading to happiness than happiness leading to success and I always sort of I just, I was guess, like many of us, we think that oh, people, those people who become successful, um, become successful, uh, ha- they become happy when they become successful. But th- there was a pattern that was developing. It just wasn't one person talking about this. It was a number of different people, and and I, I thought, oh, okay, there might, might be something in this. So I started to look into this thing about uh, cultivating happiness, and as, as well, and, and also, sorry, I realised that you can actually cultivate happiness and gratitude by doing these little daily activities, and. The first way I, or the first time I came about this was a book through called The Slight Edge by a guy called Jeff Olson. And I think it should be, in my opinion, it should be compulsory reading for every uh, teenager in the around the globe. I think because it it sets out if you just do daily daily little activities every day over time can lead to success. It doesn't have to be done overnight, but if you just got that daily discipline to work on that actions daily, then you can get to where you want. And that sort of really resonated with me. And then I. Uh, in, in, in his book, he recommended uh, a book called uh, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, who's a positive psychologist at uh, Harvard University in America. And I, I really resonated with his book as well. And he had some great, just little, two, little short, two, two to 10, 15, 20 minute acti- daily activities. And I started to do them uh, in my life and had, had a real positive impact just writing things like three things you're grateful for, uh, doing an act of kindness a day, whether it was just couple minutes in his book he talks about even if it's just two minutes writing an email to say someone thanking them for something uh, and also positive a lot of positive reflections so taking the best parts from the day and thinking about the good parts and not worrying about uh, so much about the negative things that happen and I started to do these these kinds of things and also a little bit of meditation which I've never done before but that's I discovered that's a very powerful uh, practice and I did this for like probably oh, a year um, very consistently stuck to it very very strictly and it had a massive massive positive impact and and one day I, I, I was just walking along and like doing my exercise as I started to get into a, a good habit of doing something every day 
And I just had this uh, idea of, well, I've learned this stuff in my early 30s at the time. I'm thinking, I, I could have been learning this when I was in primary school. So in January 2014, basically, as of this recording, exactly pretty much three years ago, I started, I thought, well, okay, if I use the theory of the slight edge um, and just take positive daily actions over time, I'm going to see if I can create something for primary schools. Because when I learned about this stuff in my own life, I looked around for, uh, for things that I could teach the children at school, but I, I couldn't really find anything that was on the same wavelength and the same thinking that was about just little positive daily habits um, with, around gratitude and kindness and things like that. So I thought, well, I'm just going to have a go at, at, uh, at creating it. So as I said, I, I just thought, okay, I'm going to commit to work on this every day for a year, starting January 2014, and just see where it goes. So I did that and had a lot of good momentum in the in the first uh, 12 months, built some really good relationships. Um, and one, one of the criteria I wanted to, uh, wanted to create this program was it had to be evidence-based. So one of, the, one of the first things I did was I contacted uh, Professor Deb Price from the University of South Australia, who's the Professor of Wellbeing Education at the university, and had a caught up with a coffee for her, with her and um, just explained the idea that I had, and a bit of the reasoning behind it. And she said, this sounds great. Let's... Um, Let's uh, apply for a grant and let's see if we can test it. So we did, and we, we were awarded the grant, and we did a whole whole school approach uh, with about 600 children in uh, sorry 560 kids in in uh, Adelaide in South Australia where I'm from, and also one classroom in Hong Kong just for a bit of diversity. So that that's how it started, and now um, three years later we've sort of grown, listened to teachers' feedback and parents' feedback, and, and also just children. Like a lot, a lot of that process was interviewing uh, children as well so that they were able to give some feedback about what impacted them the most. And yeah, as I'm sure that we can talk about a bit more about what's in the program, Mark, but that's basically how it, it came about, growing with gratitude, and yeah, it's something that um, yeah, I'm really enjoying doing currently and yeah, can't see it stopping anytime soon. It's it's a, it's a really interesting and, and and a really great story. I'm just on a personal note. You sort of you said you sort of committed to a to a year. Did you did you feel like you needed an amount of time for it to sort of almost seep into who you were and become part of of, of who you were? Um, or did you as you, as you started it, did you sort of find you actually ended up having sort of almost like um, bits of uh, oh hooray a sort of a, a ha ha moment and uh, and just know what was going on, or, or was it literally sort of bit by bit it, it started to sort of become part of of who you were and you saw the benefits from it yeah i think um that's a good question i think it, it was a part of who i was before i started because i was probably was on this journey for actually I said a year probably a bit longer than that actually i probably it was probably a couple of years i started to do these habits and it not only it, it impacted like just doing daily habits of like gratitude and things like this because before I knew what gratitude was, like it's been but grateful things that we have, but until you actually practice it, or in my opinion, it doesn't mean much. You actually got to practice it to get that full benefit. And I think after a couple of years doing that, it was a part of me. And then as I went along with the, I guess, trying to set up a, a program for primary schools, so teachers can uh, use um, some resources to to teach children positive habits in, in, in a fun and engaging way. I think that's when, I guess, I took that approach of just doing it daily because I, had, I don't have a, I guess, a, if, in, in business sense, I don't have a business background or anything like that. So it's just a, a matter of working out as you go. At the start, I thought I could do this all on my own, but 
after a couple of months, I realised no, that's not going to happen. I need help. <laughs> so <laughs> I needed I needed mentors. I needed to build partnerships. So I I, I think that was uh, the, the journey. I, I sort of was it was a part of me first, but then I have been able to grow from I guess developing developing something from what was a part of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, I mean I know from having now created this podcast that it's. Uh... You know, you sort of suddenly have this sort of burning ambition and a desire to to spread what you're learning and and what you're really interested in. And and like you say, you you realise that you can't do it on your own, whether it's a technical thing or a business thing. You know, you need help and support from one way or another. And also, you need to be part of a community, especially the community that you're trying to sort of become part of, as you were. You know, so like I say, those relationships with schools and um, and the university are just absolutely crucial in that because I think it just gives you the support and it gives you the it gives you the foundation that you need sometimes just to think actually I knew I felt this was right but just having other people say yes actually I know this is a good idea and there's a lot of benefit in here is uh, I think I think it's a really positive thing yeah absolutely couldn't agree more Mark um so from from a from a school's point of view I mean as as we've just been saying you're you're from South Australia it, it, the program itself you're able to 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 access that from anywhere in the world so I mean I'm I'm based here in the UK and a lot of my audience uh, um are UK based and and also from the US as well as uh, as well as some some other countries around the world so just explain a little bit about how the program works and um and and specifically why why you think it works for 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 school children I mean you said you sort of got to it a bit later and um but I can understand that kind of just having it embedded in schools just means that it just becomes um is natural to them as um as learning to read and write really yeah absolutely so yeah just i guess going back to that first part of the question mark with the yeah it's, it's like uh the, the aim is to create a global i guess a global community and and uh we've got school i mean there's different levels that, of that schools are involved in and there's on the website um i'm sure that we linked up um somewhere it's growing with gratitude.com but there's free resources that uh, a free resource library where teachers and schools can access some resources to to get started um, and we've got schools from 44 school schools families and teachers from 44 countries that access that so it's, it's developing to a nice uh, global community and then if schools want to take it to a whole level where it's a whole school approach uh, it, it's it's uh, it's in the last oh, six or so months it's actually been able to um, gone from printable materials to actually putting it online in a, in um, in for, uh, it's online and it's easy to for teachers and uh, schools to access and it's just yeah it makes it makes just a lot more uh, a lot more easier for teachers to implement and that's one of the things that uh, I wanted to do as well because I know that teachers have well, I've been a teacher myself I think that's one of the, the I guess the advantages that I had in this uh, doing this is that I knew that teachers always get stuff added to their uh, daily schedules or their curriculums and not much taken away. And so it had to be easy for teachers to access, um, to implement. And I wanted to create something that's like a done for you type model where all the resources are done for the teacher and they just have to access the resources, or I guess just read up on the, the little activities or the lessons that are involved just to, I guess, uh, level their knowledge so they, they know what they're teaching, but all the resources are there for them. And, uh, that's um yeah that, that that's what the uh, I guess one of the the main the main points was to make it easy for teachers but some of the results that we had has, has been like really brilliant and it's and I mean one thing that really stands out to me is where one of the I was speaking to one of the principals of the schools that does the program 
and he, he was telling me that um, a parent came up to him and said, uh, what have you done to my, my child? And the principal sort of looked a bit stunned. He said, he's actually doing stuff around the home for my family or for our family and doing things. And, and he's actually saying that he's, he's, he's grateful and, and thanking us for things and like that. And, and he's, yeah, that stemmed from what they were doing in the classroom with the program. So it's, it's a two way thing. So what actually, and the reason why that is, was because part of the program is um, one of the, it's, it's based on something called the five habits of happiness. And one of the five habits is it's called operation home service, which is kids doing around uh, kids doing things around the house for their families to serve. So that's a bit of a part of service. And um, that, and he started to do things around the house and, start to use those things about gratitude in the home. So what was actually happening from school, he was taking it and using that at home. And that kid was in year three. So it's um, it, it can have an impact at quite a young age. And it's just about training kids' minds to focus on those things that we can be grateful for. And it's not gonna happen overnight, but the idea is that just do daily, short, two to 10 minute little activities and cultivate those habits. And it's it's just about, that's what the, the the program's based on and it's that's why it's easy for teachers to teach because it's not time consuming it's just little consistent daily action now it doesn't have to be every day but if you can do a little activity which is maybe based on gratitude kindness um, serving others positive reflection um, and something we called another one of the five habits is uh, a well-being warrior which is exercise and a bit of meditation side of things and uh, and if we can just teach children to, to do those little daily habits that each day, then it's going to set them up for a life of, um, I guess, happiness, joy, and resilience. I think they're the building blocks to create those things. When we talk about gratitude and empathy and things like that, that builds resilience and that happiness and joy in our lives. And when we're happy, well, we work really well. We, we can concentrate better. We have better relationships. We, uh, our academic achievement is a lot better. And that's, um, and that's something that we've found has worked in that, in the, in the program as well. And that's, Actually, going back to that university study, that the um, the hypothesis, I guess, question, if you like, was uh, does um, gratitude, does habits of gratitude and sorry, does gratitude and other positive habits increase achievement? And it's not just academic achievement, but it's like uh, achievement with relationships and in, in life in in general. So it's actually um, one thing I didn't realise, Mark, when we started this uh, uh, university study, is how long it actually takes the process of study so we, we completed the study about well, we probably just over 12 months ago now and the paper the first paper hasn't actually been released so i didn't realize it actually got to be a long process but i can i can um i was involved in a lot of the testing and i guess this is from um me interviewing kids parents and uh, teachers as well so we know we've got some really good feedback through that but um yeah, there'll be hopefully in the next month i've been told that the first paper will be released so i'm sure that we'll be able to get that out to schools as well when we when we um, received it ourselves, yeah, and I guess that that's really good, isn't it, to sort of to sort of have that corporate, co- excuse me, cooperation and and um, and just that sense of sort of people reinforcing, um, I guess, what they already know, because uh, I would imagine those papers are really going to just um, be able to show you what everyone's feeling, um, and 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 as you were chatting, it, it really sounded to me like a lot of it's about awareness isn't it and i think um the whole age and and, and how you get involved in this is a, is an important factor because i think children when they're very young they they're really keen to please and to serve and to um and they, these things are sort of natural things which they do and it's and as 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 they get older um i i just think the the environment that they're in and often the school environment is very 
um i I don't know i guess you get a little bit away from that unless you actually become sort of focused and aware of it which seems to be what what you're doing that the 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 program is such that it gives you the skills that you need to do to bring you back to that and i guess if you started early enough you're just encouraging them to do what they were doing actually and and as they're a little bit older i guess they're in then in a position just to sort of think oh yes i you know that is part of me and i am I, i'm aware of now what's going on and like you said about the story about taking it back into the home you know just that kind of that they then are aware of of what everyone does at home and actually being part of that and actually feeling what that's like and, and then actually feeling the positive benefits of that and that's that's quite a long way of doing a chore because you've been told to do it and it's actually very different when you do it from a from a, from a place of uh, of growth and, and happiness and wanting to serve isn't it yeah absolutely and i guess the one thing I, I yeah i think mark i read somewhere um that i think children develop people develop their habits when they're like or the majority of their habits when they're like three or four or five like years of age and that's very interesting and i think if, if kids can start these positive habits when they start school as you say like kids are, when they they're young they especially when they're year um so when they're age four or five they they are keen to help but it does seem to i've noticed that as well like in in school um as they get older um i think uh I think there's a bit of a middle period because when they get to that, I guess, grade six, uh, when they're in that leadership position at the primary school, they do take a more responsibility. But there are a couple a couple of year levels in that, um, maybe year three, four, five, where that responsibility, they it does sort of, I guess, go away a bit where they go through this stage of thinking they're a bit more entitled and, <laughs> don't, and don't tend to um, want to give too much. But... Um, I think it, it does pull when they have that leadership role and their responsibility and they're the older kids in the school. Yes, they take on that responsibility, but then if they then they go to that high school, well, then it drops back again and they probably go back into their shell a bit and um, maybe think that yeah, serving isn't, yeah, it might stop a little bit. But if we can really embed that culture in, in the school and the children themselves from, from the start, then hopefully that always continue on. There will be no sort of, I guess, up and downs in, in that way of, in way of thinking. And also, this is not just for, for primary school kids, this is for the teachers as well. So, I mean, I stumbled across this this way of thinking through positive education or positive psychology uh, by looking to property investing. So I'm sure that a lot of teachers aren't aware how positive education and this, this way of being grateful and how you can actually re- reframe things to, I guess, create more happiness in your day. And, and it's fine to be fine to be sad and angry and frustrated with things. That's just the way human nature is. But we don't really want to be frustrated and angry and sad all the time. But if we can, if we can just use little, uh, if we can, if we've just developed these little habits like around gratitude and and uh, and kindness, just to, if things do go wrong, then we can we can pull ourselves back to a more of a neutral state just by thinking, okay, well, yeah. I'm going to have a, this is going to be a tough conversation I'm going to have with this parent. It's not going to be easy, but at the end of the day, I am grateful that I've got a home to go to tonight. I've got a family and it's just, I'm sure I'll be fine. It's not going to be really that bad. And it's just like reframing things like that. And that's just a a little example. But if we can train kids from an early age to be grateful, obviously it's going to take a bit of time to train them to think like that. But if, if we can plant the seed as soon as they start school to do those acts of, acts of kindness and and start these habits of gratitude and and serving others and just just developing those skills from an early age it's it's going to be it's going to set them up for a, yeah as i said before like a 
a, a positive, hopefully successful life and, and same for teachers as well. It's just it's trying to give them the, some coping strategies if it's if it's that or if they cope well to try to get them up to go to another level in their own life. So it's, it's, it's across the whole school, not just for kids. And that, that sounds really good. And, and the other thing I really liked from what you were saying before was was the way that you can access it in, in slightly different levels. So if um, if there's a teacher that, that thinks or that is listening and thinks that's a really good idea, they, they can go to that website and they can they can download some stuff, they can see what it's about, and, and they can sort of introduce it into their class in a really easy way. Um, and, and, and I think that the power is, is in showing it those things. And I think from that point, if they get some positive effects and the children within the class will start talking about it to some of their peers in different classes, and then that's, there's a really natural approach then. And I'm, I'm sure that teacher can then go to their head or, or go, to, go to the sort of the school governing body in a way of just saying, look, we've had some really positive results here. Let's think about making this a whole cl- a whole school um, um, thing to, to to pursue and um and and sign up and get involved properly and, and then get access to all those other things that can really be embedded um so that everyone can really benefit that just sounds like a, a really sort of good progression and, and and i think that really sounds like it can work really well yeah absolutely and, and yeah those resources that you're talking about mark are at growingwithgratitude.com and if you just search a lot if you look on the top of the navigation bar there's a library there and um, teachers um it's, it's got Three categories: You've got teachers, schools, and parents or families. And um, teachers can access if they click on the teacher button. Teachers can access uh, yeah, some resources through the library, some free resources that they can use in their classroom straight away. And and if they like that, um, if they like what they see and and they yeah, share it with other teachers, that's great. And then it, it can become a whole school approach. And and if, if they want to take on the whole school approach, then they they can come and email me, and we can we can talk and, uh, and tell, tell them how they can be a part of the whole school um, approach and I guess continue to develop that global community as well and be part of that global community. And have, have you got any examples of, of, of you, you sort of said about how it sort of um, implements, uh, implements, how it sort of infiltrates in, into the home life and um, and that kind of thing. It, I, I guess it also um, gets involved in the whole community as well because once you start thinking that way and you're looking to serve others, that I guess the whole thing just... It sort of um, becomes part of, of of the school life and the home life, but then it, I guess it must sort of transform into the community as well. And I guess that's a really positive thing from a school's point of view, as well as obviously from from the children's point of view in how the whole whole environment improves around you. Yeah, absolutely. That that's one of the one of the one of the, the goals of um, what we're trying to yeah we're trying to do create this community around between the, the school and the family home and and bring it together. And and I guess one of the one of the things that, and, and the reason why that was, was because I guess when I was growing up, I mean, I came from a great family, and but it just wasn't positive education wasn't really around, and and I think um, if, if we can give, and, and as I said before, like a lot of um, teachers didn't know about, did might not know about this way of thinking, but parents are exactly the same. Like oh, I, um, my, a lot of primary school age parents are my age, and they and they might not, not understand this way of thinking as well. So if we can show them it, not only for their for their kids to help cultivate their kids in this way as well, but then themselves as well. Because this is, Growing with Gratitude is, is um, based on philosophy of a lot of the um, top positive psychologists, like you've got um, Sean Acor that it's, it's based on, and Barbara Fredrickson, who wrote a book called Positivity. Um, Sonia, I'm going to... I'm going to butcher her last name, Sonia Lyman-Bursky, I think. Her last, I'm not sure how you say it, but she wrote a book called The How-To of Happiness. 
and um, also Martin Seligman, who's the I guess considered the one of the, the, fa the fathers or the starters of positive psychology, and um, and then we've taken I guess those those the main I guess the most well known positive psychologists and adapted uh, based on a lot of their work down to a, a kids level, but it's um and then also taken the slight edge approach and, and the compound effect by Darren Hardy taken all those I guess way of thinking and mold it into a kid's level, but the whole philosophy is actually based around stuff for adults, but it's just being modeled and I guess packaged into a, a kid appropriate or a child friendly and a way. And, but the whole, as I said, whole philosophy is based around for stuff for adults. So it's just as relevant for, for adults to learn. So if we can build that community around the whole school and also at home and the parents. And, and one thing that I got drilled into me a manual primary school where I was teaching for 12 years is our principal he always was saying that service starts in the home so he was encouraging children to serve in the home first and then serve in the school and then out in the wider community so that was that was one of the reasons why one of the five habits of happiness is operation home service is because of his teachings that he he really ingrained in our in our school culture and that really, yeah, that really resonated with me about, I think it's so important to serve. Like it doesn't matter what, what you're doing, if you're, if you're a business owner or if you're, um, it, does, it doesn't matter. Like if you're, if, if you're a child, if we can serve each other and learn to serve, that's what well, I think we're here to help each other. And on earth, that's what our main reason to be is to serve others. So if we can teach children to do that and have that happening as a whole community, I think it's only gonna, I guess, make the, make the world a better place. I think that's absolutely right, and I, and I think the starting point is exactly what you said. It's it's even just having the having the conversation. It's it's just that kind of just opening the whole door to even thinking in in that way. And um, and once you once you start to step through there, I think I think it just becomes a self fulfilling prophecy because um, you're doing this not just because you're told to, but because it, it's a conversation that you're having and it's part and parcel of, of maybe what you're doing in your school. But as soon as you feel the positive effects of actually being involved in that, then you want to do more anyway because it it, it's, it just feels good. And, 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 and as you said, it, I think it's part and parcel of human nature in, in a really positive way and actually what we're here for. So um, once you sort of reconnect with that, it, it, it just the snowball effect is, is, is just a really positive one. And, and, and as you said, I think... It, um, affects the children, affects the the parents and the teachers and the school and and the wider community, and it's um yeah just a just just a, a really really good idea, and um and and I'm really pleased that it, it's working so well for the people that are working with you already, and I'm so so pleased to be able to share it to all of our listeners and and hopefully extend it further further around the world and 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 I wish you really well with it, and uh, and it, and it's an interesting that we're talking about it today because um. Here in the UK, um, our Prime Minister Theresa May was just talking today about um, mental health and um, and supporting children in schools and all that sort of thing. And it just seems like uh, rather than having to think about it in terms of people already having troubles and needing support, this is the sort of thing which I think is really important because it just starts by thinking in a different way to begin with and hopefully that that'll help children actually maybe not develop in some some of the things that they may have to deal with later because their whole philosophy of life and their whole understanding of what it is um to be growing up actually will be different and hopefully that that that's a, a strong place to be and uh, and a more encouraging place to to grow up and um and and I and I hope these types of things just uh, just yeah just just help everybody um from a really early starting point 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree with more what you just said. This is one of the, yeah, I guess one of the main points to create something like this is to, I guess, prevent and reduce those mental health issues. Because, yeah, around the, I guess, the Western world at the moment, like anxiety and um, depression is quite high. And it's not just in adults, it's in, in children as well. Like, I think there's statistics out. Um, I'm not, I guess, America, uh, UK, and Australia, probably similar stats, I would say, like one in, well, I don't want to get too wrong, but it might be one in four um, boys or one in three girls or the other way around, maybe, that experience some kind of uh, mental health issue um, by the time they're a teenager, which is quite alarming. And, and I read somewhere, I can't quite remember their names, but I read this study where they're predicting by 2030 that uh, depression will be the leading disease in the world. So that's um, that's a very alarming statistic. And if we, if we can, and those in 2030 is the primary school kids are today. So when they become adults, so if we can, I guess, prevent um, and, and create, I mean, it's not going to eradicate it by any means, but if we can play a little part in reducing and changing somebody's life and planting the seed for a life of happiness. And as you said, Mark, just a different way of thinking from a, a young age to hopefully prevent that from happening, then we'll, we've, we've done our job because it, it's, it's helped one person and that's, that's all we aim to do. So if we can do that, job done. Absolutely. And, um, and for, for all the, all you listeners out there, um, the great thing is is that if, if you go to growingwithgratitude.com um, that's all you really need to do because from there you, you, you'll get a whole uh, the whole feel of, of, of what it's all about as, as well as obviously having heard Ash speaking today um, and you can just download a couple of the resources just get a real feel for it in, in, in bring it into your classroom get the conversation going and then and then just allow it really just to just to fl- flow in a natural way and, and I'm sure you know schools will as soon as they start to to really feel the benefit of it will want to jump on board and, and get more of those resources and, and get in part of the program because it, it, it's only a win-win for, for absolutely everybody and um and and it's as we said it's opening the opening the door starting the conversation and that really is the the, the most important thing i think yeah absolutely that's it's a great way to start and it's just on the uh, resource library for teachers there's a lot just some, there's some templates there's some lesson ideas and just little instructions of how to use the template so it's a really good way to get started then as i said before if, if, if schools want to take on the whole school approach which can really change um the culture as well of the whole school um which, which we've seen it done which is actually yeah really really good and it's um yeah and if you if you've got a good culture already you can even take it to another another level so it's uh yeah it's, it's a really good um we've had some really good feedback and we're i guess proud of what been able to achieve but it's, it's only going to keep going and keep getting better because we listen to teachers we listen to schools we listen to children themselves we listen to parents and to try to improve it and make it better and i guess that's the beauty of having the internet you can you can do that in a short amount of time rather than having printed materials and books where as soon as you print it, well, it's hard to change. <laughs> so yeah, yes. always, um, yeah. So it's um, and also I'll, I'll just um, mention this, mate. Also, for, we've done a, a um, we're, we're running a webinar at the moment. So I'm sure that in if you if you want to link to um, the webinar um, as well, like we run, so it's just a, it goes for about forty minutes. Uh, it it just gives teachers an idea about what they can or just some yeah things that we've learned. Um, and some changes that they can make in their classroom to really uh, help uh, yeah, implement that culture of gratitude within their classroom and across the school. That that sounds fantastic. Yeah, and and all all, all of these links to uh, to the website and the webinar and um and all ways of of, of connecting um will be on the show notes. So just yeah, just go to educationonfire.com and um 
and uh, yeah all, all those links and all the details about the show um, will, will be on there and uh, we'll make sure you've got all the resources uh, that you need and um, and just one, one sort of final point which um, what I've decided to do in, in a coming season is is we we talk a lot about the education and what the teachers are doing and what the schools are doing, but very rarely do we um, do we actually talk to the children. And what I liked about what you just said was the uh, the whole thing about actually you listening to the children as well as the schools and, and, and the staff and that as well. And, and, and I want to spend one of the seasons actually talking talking to pupils and just sort of hearing, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, not just in terms of I like maths or I like science, but I don't like this and I do like that, but just kind of how they feel. What what are the things that are in their school that make them feel good? What What is it that makes them feel more themselves? And and um, I'd really like if we can, if we can ma- ma- maybe get it working is, is, is to maybe have a chat with some of the people that you know within some of the schools that are already doing the program and just sort of see if they've got a real sort of insight into in, in into what these changes have done for them and, and how it makes them feel absolutely yeah absolutely we can arrange that for sure actually just on that Mark, actually i'll share a, a very short story but it's um a, a real probably the a real one of the biggest moments we had in, in the program was through interviewing kids and one of the things what happened was this was going back probably a couple of years ago one of the I interviewed or verbally interviewed the kids, but also they had to fill out a bit of a survey as well. Because what happened was before we did the major um, 600 children test, we I just did a short, a small sample test of 12, 12 um, kids aged from about six to 11, um, boys and girls. And one of the, they had to do uh, for six weeks, they had to do these these tasks. And one of them was writing three things they were grateful every day, um, doing a, an act of kindness. Um, every day, didn't matter how big or small, but just something, an act of kindness, and they had to uh, write the best part about their day. At the end of the day, then they had to, twice a week, they had to do something around the homes for their family. And every single child in that uh, in that little 12 samples, and, and their parents as well, said that writing three things they were grateful for every day was boring. And they, they found it hard to think of things to be grateful for. And, and, and that what that that's that's when we have that's when I thought well hang on that's that's a really good thing to know because if, if that's the case well it's not going to it's not going to stick for them because they're not enjoying it it's just going to go sort of like it's in one ear and out the other and and not really stick so that's when we realised well hang on that it's got to be more fun and interesting so from that point like it's, there's nothing wrong with writing three things you're grateful but it was just that everyday factor that was the the, the, the thing that they had it was boring so that's when we we realised that we're going to have to make this a bit more interesting. And that's when uh, we, we came up with the idea of it's like a, it's called the Habit, Habits of Happiness Wheel. It's like a twister wheel, like the board game twister where you spin around and it says left hand on uh, red or on right leg on green or whatever it is. But it's like that sort of thing where you twist it around, you spin it around and it's got 15 activities on it. Um, three of the activities are based on gratitude, three on kindness, three on positive reflection, three on the well-being warrior, which is around meditation and exercise and three on operation home service and so what happens you spin the wheel around and whatever activity it lands on is the activity you do for that day and that's the idea we got for that because the kids found i guess just some of that activity boring but we we still wanted to cultivate gratitude but we needed to do it in different ways so we found different ways to cultivate it and same with the other with kindness and things like that so it's just about keeping the variety keeping in fun for the kids and and using those different i guess strategies instead of the same one to cultivate it and that's one of the that's probably the the biggest thing that we found is getting those ideas of the kids what works what doesn't and what they resonate with and what they don't 
and that that wheel was a printed material but now we've made it into a web app and that's part of the whole school approach which is actually yeah, really cool so yeah, it's great feedback from the kids. Yeah, that, I mean, and and that's that's a really good point, isn't it? You sort of you take on board what they're saying, and um, and also I think probably the biggest takeaway from that particular thing is the fact that it it then becomes relevant about today because um, you know, as as the adults and you know trying to help them in these things, you sort of sort of the, the more the more traditional or, or adult ways of writing these things down, which you might understand as an adult, as a as a child, it's slightly different. And just having something which is based on right today, I'm going to do this because of this. Um, they're very much living the now, which is, 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 is a fantastic thing. And I think just encouraging that and supporting them and doing that, but at the same time, really um, getting across the, the activities that you, you know are important um, through the Growing With Gratitude um, plan, is, uh, it, it sounds like a really good way of doing it. So, um, yeah, really, really fantastic. It's been so lovely to speak to you. And, and for me, this is just a, a really key thing for, for, for every school, really. It just takes everything back to, to, to the heart of, of what, it's, what it's about to be human, um, and especially as a child and, and how we interact together. Um, and I think from having the, some of these values in place and just really understanding them, I think it's a real, a real bedrock, really, for all the other learning that you can have at school. But I think it's, it's, it's such a key thing. And uh, I congratulate you on... Um, on, on, on coming up with it and, and starting it and growing it and um, and anything we can do to support you, um, just let us know. And um, yeah, it's been a real privilege to chat. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate uh, your time and what you're doing and giving teachers a, a good resource to use to uh, discover different things that happen. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to you too. Lovely. Thanks very much. And um, yeah, and we'll, we'll hook up and, and try and um, speak to some of the children um from your end again and 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 really get an insight into how they feel about what they're doing and um we'll try and link that in with our 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 children and 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 kids season excellent no worries mark thanks for your time lovely thanks very much thank you for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information please go to educationonfire.com Do you need help and support in creating and embedding music in your school? If so, we have created Primary Music on Fire to help you with just this, a music membership site that is taking the fear out of teaching music by giving you the step-by-step skills and ongoing support you need to produce lifelong musical memories for you, your school and your pupils. Go to educationonfire.com forward slash primary hyphen music.